In the fine print they tell me what's wrong and what's right There's a darkness upon me that's flooded in light And I'm frightened by those who don't see it
LGBTQ2I Night is a positive space for folks to learn about bike maintenance in a relaxed environment led by queer mechanics and volunteers. It takes place on the fourth Wednesday of every month at the Bike Kitchen on UBC's campus. Bring your own bike and fix them with our tools, come with questions and ask away, or learn by watching other folks work on their bikes. Beginners are always welcome. This event is entirely free to attend and there will be free pizza. For more information, visit bikecoop.ca. The next one is this Wednesday, January 25th. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Real World on CITR 101.9 with Dora. And Dama. Uh, we'd like to acknowledge that we're broadcasting from uh, unceded Musqueam territory and Coast Salish territory here on the UVC campus in Vancouver, BC. And just... For those who are new to us, The Real World is UBC Film Society's radio show. We try to connect with other clubs and campus organizations through film, but mostly we make up genres of movies <laughs> that don't actually exist that based off of what we like. Of the show. <laughs> that is the new We purpose. bring together campus and organizations that also make up genres to yeah, talk about. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So you just listened to Not Ready for This to Start by Sky Wallace off of her new album, Something Wicked. Super cool from vancouver i'm pretty sure definitely canadian <laughs> and it's really nice you should totally check her out because it's some cool new stuff that we're getting from canada so woo! all yeah. right so what are we talking about today dora um <laughs> i feel like we're talking about edvard norton um which i think is like pretty funny for um those consistent listeners of our show yeah. um we talk about Edward Norton in pretty much every single episode. We just kind of like weave him in um, because we love him. Yeah. Um, we can't help it. He's, <laughs> I know. Who could with that face and that talent? Like, yeah, so we'd gosh, like darn. to just apologize in advance. We are trying to make this a somewhat cathartic moment. So, like, we'll just get out as much of our Ed Norton love as we can. And then maybe there will be less Ed Norton on the show from now on. Probably not. <laughs> if we're being realistic, probably not. I also don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, Yeah, in my opinion, it would be a bad thing to have less Ed Norton. But I do understand that maybe not everyone is just head over heels in love with Ed Norton. What so. I just want like, nuts is like how consistently we've been able to like incorporate him into episodes all the time. that have nothing to do with him. Nothing at we all. We talked about flight movies last week and we ended up just like spewing about Edward. I don't like, know why. I don't know how we got to it. It's just a, it's a cycle we can't really <laughs> get out of. And I just feel like maybe this will help us a little and just get all of it out. And then maybe we just won't have new stuff to say. I doubt it. <laughs> I can always come up with new praise for my Ed. But... <laughs> Maybe. My Ed. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe. Can we call him my Ed for the rest of the episode? Yeah, I think we can do that. Cool. I think we can definitely <laughs> do that. Um, What I, like, also find, like, pretty interesting about us, like, doing a whole episode on him is that, like, there is content. Like, you can talk about Edward Norton. Like, yeah. we did Tom Cruise and, like, you think that there'd be content. I remember we were, like, struggling being, like... Ah, like, now what do we say if we repeat ourselves? Edward is constantly new. He's constantly different. He's constantly recreating. Yeah, and that's why I think it's worth doing a whole show on him. Because of the whole diversity of Edward Norton. Oh my god, his filmography is a mess. It's amazing. He doesn't have a type of character. He just, the only type he has is quality. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only constant throughout the characters that he plays. They're all good. They're all well acted and fantastic. Bio on IMDb. (laughs) Like he specializes in great (laughs) on his resume. (laughs) 
Most podcast for quality. <laughs> exactly. It's just oh, really, it. it's really hard to like pin down. Like, oh, what type of movie does Ed Norton does? All good ones. <laughs> <laughs> All the good ones he's in. So it's just hard. Um, and just in the spirit of the diversity of Ed, we have a lot of really varied music on the show today. I tried to get a bunch of stuff from different genres that's also like new stuff from Canada. So like be ready for some <laughs> be ready for a weird mix in between us gushing over Ed. <laughs> yeah, just like a fan a fan Ed Norton episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um do you want to explain why you personally love Ed so much? Okay, I will talk about why I love Ed so much. It all started with... Dumb, wait, I just want the listeners to know, Dama got ready. <laughs> I'm Dumb grabbing, like, grabbing got the mic. comfortable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It all started, and I'm really sorry for those who have heard me talk about this before. It all started with Fight Club, as so many things in my wait, life do. do you even like Fight Club? my face just dropped for a moment why do you even know me are we even friends (laughs) yeah so as with a lot of things in my life it all started with fight club i I sexuality all of it it all started with fight club my current career path it's all just it's all fight club um but yeah basically fight club I'm going to explain what Fight Club is about just real quick. It's not the movie I watched, amazingly enough, but fun fact, I've watched it over ten times. Um, Fight Club is about this narrator who's not given a name. Guess who plays him? Guess. Is it your Ed? Yeah. (laughs) It's my Ed. So Ed Norton plays this, like, nameless nameless narrator who's just, like, going through life, and he has insomnia, and he hates his nine-to-five job, and it's terrible. And he suddenly meets Tyler Durden, who's this, like, super exciting guy. And they Played by s- a super young Brad Pitt. Yes, yeah, super, very attractive Brad Pitt. Um, which he still is, I guess. Just not... Uh, he lost it. Not, he lost it's it not Fight 2000s. Club. It's not Fight Club. Um, and is yeah. anything? <laughs> True! That's such a good point. <laughs> is anything ever going to be like Fight Club? I don't know. Probably not. Um... But yeah, they it makes the narrator's life crazy, but he's so excited about it because he used to hate his life. And then they start a fight club, hence the name of the movie <laughs> Fight Club. And many things that you wouldn't expect from a fight club spawn from that because Tyler is crazy. Um, so that's when I first realized who Ed Norton was. I just want to like go through this episode and then count the number of times you've said Fight Club. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like that'd be a fun activity. Oh, that should be the name of the episode. Like Fight Club times. And I then was just thinking that. How- okay, okay. Cool. Great minds. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Fight Club is when <laughs> I figured out who Edward Norton was. I was like not super into film at the time. I still liked movies and stuff, but I watched Fight Club. And then I was like, this guy... He's cool. And then, I don't remember what was the next movie that I saw Edward Norton in, but I was like, that's the guy from Fight Club. And he was just the guy from Fight Club for a really long time until I think I watched something with my mom. I don't remember what it was. Amazing that I wouldn't remember what movie I watched that had Ed Norton in it. And my mom was like, yeah, I love Ed Norton. And I'm like, that's his name? That's such a good name. Of course that's his name. Of course this perfect human being would have a name like Ed Norton. So good. (laughs) So, yeah, from then on, I just kind of decided that I was going to (laughs) watch as many of his movies as I could. I think the the moment that I decided I was obsessed with him was when I saw him in, like, 50 Wes Anderson movies. And I was like, okay, like, he knows what he's doing. Like, he appears in all of these movies and all of these movies I love. So maybe I should find movies that I love by finding Ed Norton movies rather than liking Ed Norton because of movies that I love. So I just I dig the logic. Yeah, so I just like from then on I just started watching a bunch of movies because they had Ed Norton in them and no other reason. Like I would go in without actually reading what the movie was about. <laughs> just like Ed Norton's in it, I have to watch it. My Ed. So I did that and he has never like at no point has Edward Norton disappointed me with a performance. And I've seen quite a few Ed Norton <laughs> movies. 
so that's my story. What's your story, Dora? Um, I'll get into it in one second. I think it's like pretty cool that we keep calling him Ed Norton when his name is Edward. Like, <laughs> I will keep calling no, him no. Ed. He is Ed. He needs to like change his name because that's ludicrous. Um, <laughs> like officially. But so I saw my first Edward Norton movie in high school. Um, I was in psychology class, and we watched uh, American History X. <gasps> <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> um, yeah, that was like weird um, for like a lot of reasons, but I was like, well, I mean, my initial reaction was that guy's gorgeous. Like, yeah, he's so pretty. He's That's so ripped in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is strange because in Fight Club, he's like not attractive at all. Oh, I would disagree. I think heroin chic is like very in. <laughs> um, Sorry, keep going. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, he's. I was just like quite taken with him, also because like. Uh, for listeners who don't know, American History X is, like, a movie about this kid whose brother comes home from being in jail for, like, curb stomping a dude because he's a neo-Nazi. And then, like, how the guy is, like, mm, like, or Ed Norton's character, the big brother, is, like, this might not be, like, super cool. Maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, but the, the younger brother has been, like, so indoctrinated by it. And it's kind of, like, a back and forth. And then in the end, there's a sad, sad, like, shocking don't, thing. Don't say anything. Um... You'll have to watch the movie to find out. Fantastic movie. <laughs> okay, I just want to interject my, between myself. Thank you, Dama, for just like constantly being like, I love it, I love it, I love it. Like, it's That's so what this sweet. episode is about. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You embody <laughs> the love of Ed Norton. It's just gonna, it's just so good. Um, but that was the first movie I saw, and I was like, damn, like, okay, Ed, like, cool, glad you exist. And then. Um, I saw Fight Club because um, I'd been like told to watch it. I was like, it was one of those movies that I feel like you hear about and all then, the time. Yeah, and then so like you're like, oh well, I guess I have to um, experience this. And I was like, okay, yeah, like I see you. What's up? Um, and then I was actually like going through his filmography. I think well, that was the first or American History X was the first movie that I saw that I was conscious that it was Ed Norton and I was like a normal human person. Mm-hmm. But I watched um, the Woody Allen movie Everyone Says I Love You mm. um, when I was like. 12 or something with my mom <laughs> which is pretty cool um it's like a um like a musical kind of okay. with like drew barrymore and all these other famous people and it's a pretty funky movie um and um i think it's like like that was my first exposure to ed norton and yeah, then and you didn't even know no i, I had no idea oh but i God. love that movie it's really cute yeah and then the next thing I see him is in American History X. Like, he was, like, a lovesick, like, bachelor or something. Like, just, like, singing his heart out in um, Everyone Says I Love You to, like, a hardened killer. Like, yeah. it's insane. And then um, I started, like, seeking him out mainly because I was, like, I mean, he, he's very talented. But also I was, like, hey, Ed, like, what's up? Like, hey, hey, hey. don't keep it coming. Um <laughs> And I think then I saw him in a bunch of Boyce Andersons, and then I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm down with this. Um, I think the last movie I watched before we um, decided to do this episode was The 25th Hour. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Spike Lee movie um, where he like plays this guy who's just out of prison, and um, or no, he's like about to go to prison, and then he like like is like saying goodbye to everyone, but okay. it's like, kind of cool. Um, but so that's my, that was my prior to this episode, Ed Norton experience. That's great. I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm so glad. So do you want to start talking about the movies that you watched? Yes, I would love to. Um, I, I watched (laughs) The Incredible Hulk. Oh no. (laughs) Um, I forgot that he was in that movie until I was like, "Mm, what is Ed Norton been in? And it was like one of the first ones that came up and I was like, oh heck yeah. I very much avoided that movie. Like I was going through the list. I'm like, I could watch this. I could watch this. I could watch this. And I'm like, let's pretend I didn't see that. (laughs) (laughs) He, I mean, he's great in it. It's Ed, but it's so ludicrous. That movie (laughs) was ridiculous. Um, but also, like, proud of him for making it. Like, that was a huge career move. He made so much money. Yeah, like, I'm sure. I think of Ed Norton as, like, one of the last stand. Like, oh, my God, Birdman. I freaking loved him in Birdman. Oh, my God, Birdman. Um, And I think that he, like, that movie is one of the last movies I've, well, no, that's not true. Um, I saw Moonlight this week, and it was beautiful. Mm. But, like, that was one of the, it's it's one of the movies that I count as, like, pure art. 
like I'm like this is amazing I could watch this like countless times yep. I love Birdman um and I think Boyhood's garbage just like putting that out whoa there. <laughs> okay, bold statements um but like he's one of the only like I think pure artistic artists like he's like an artist actor you know and I think yeah. someone else who is, does that is Shia LaBeouf and I think their careers oh my god I know I think their careers are like quite parallel like I mean obviously it's not the same I think Ed Norton's a little more high caliber than Shia but um Shia did Transformers and now he's like I'm over this um Ed Norton did Hulk made an incredible amount of money and now is like i'm just gonna be in like every and um wes anderson film like i'm just gonna like yeah. make art i'm just gonna make things that are super good that everyone can enjoy off of this money that i made yeah. doing the hulk um like i'm very proud of him so i watched the hulk which is um the hulk i mean i don't know how to explain the hulk <laughs> i <laughs> try <laughs> it's like he uh, uh he like he's a dr banner dr eric banner and he is a gamma radiologist. <laughs> uh, he's he tried. Like, he's a nondescript scientist, and he, <laughs> he gets gamma radiation is, like, what happens to him. Um, um, and he's, like, so – he, like – it's, like, the same program that does the Captain America thing. So they're trying to make a super soldier, but with, like, modern technology. And mm-hmm. he's, like, so confident in the technology that he's created that he, like, uses himself as a guinea pig. And it goes terribly wrong, and he becomes a Hulk. If you don't know what the Hulk is – freaking google it wake up and <laughs> whoa <laughs> and he like realizes he's so dangerous and then like moves to brazil and is like i have to like stay safe i like can't let anyone know and then they kind of find him and blah 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 it's, it's a marvel superhero movie. movie it's like but it's like an og marvel movie like yeah. it's like the marvel movie i would say yeah 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 who's who's mark ruffalo i don't know who's that guy <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Never heard of him. Fun fact about me. My mom, I, I'm from Buffalo, New York, and my mom loved Mark Ruffalo because <gasps> Ruffalo sounds like Buffalo. No. <laughs> and she'd be like, we have to see every Mark Ruffalo movie. That We're is supporting the, the city. I know. The only reason to like Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> she made me see, ev- between the ages like <laughs> 8 and 13, she made me see every Mark Ruffalo movie that came out, which granted wasn't that much, but I was like... This is the dumbest reason to watch a movie ever. <laughs> but that's like a fun fact. Fun fact of mine, my uncle looks like exactly like Mark Ruffalo. I'm sorry. <laughs> he won't admit it though. <laughs> he doesn't think so. And I'm like, oh, no, you really look like Mark Ruffalo. And he's like, no, no. And I'm like, whatever, Pablo. <laughs> whatever, Pablo. I know. I know the truth. We all know the we truth. We all know it. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so I watched The Incredible Hulk, which was, um, I like, okay, so my logic for this um, project, I guess, was <laughs> I've seen a bunch of really amazing um, Ed Norton movies, and like, very, like, I think of him as a serious actor, and like, going through his filmography, I was like, this dude's a comedian, like, this <laughs> dude's just comedies, he's quite funny, he's quite light, um, so I tried to watch only comedies, and I counted The Hulk as that so soon um and then i also watched um the directorial debut of your ed so wait directorials and when he directed something yeah oh okay then not the same (laughs) okay i was like (gasps) same movies which has happened before it wouldn't be that no (laughs) tell me more but i watched keeping the faith okay um it's a movie where your ed plays a like modern preacher priest yeah um, and then Ben Stiller plays a modern rabbi and they're like trying to like contemporize their religions and like make it accessible to everyone. Um, but in the meantime, this blast from the past, Anna comes and she falls, she and, um, Ben Stiller fall in love. Ooh la la. Um, no one cares. No Sorry. one cares. No, like that was the thing. I like kept watching it. Cause I also like was like, Ed, like where's Ed? Like, <laughs> I want more Ed Norton. And I was like, why am I watching Ben Stiller and this chick? Just like get out, Ben. No, I, was, I came here for Ed. I was not impressed. Um, but it was like for a dude's directorial debut, not freaking bad. Like it was a cohesive movie. It was a little long, and the narrative was like a little like what? But it was like it looked decent. It was a comedy. I'm proud of him. You know what? <laughs> Me too. That was like. I think it was, like, an hour. No, it was, like, two hours, like, I think even. And that's, like, a lot of work. Like, teen, 
Team Ed Norton. Yeah, honestly, is there is no other team. That is the only team you can be in. <laughs> I guess you can be in like terrible people team. You can be in the, you can be in the Ed Norton team, or you can just be the worst person. It's like. Do you really have a choice? I want to see your like okay Cupid profile. Like, <laughs> if you don't love Ed Norton, get out. <laughs> What's your type, Ed Norton? Like, if you're not Ed Norton, get out. No one needs this. That's that is all I have to say on that matter. Um, but so I watched those movies, and I also watched Sausage Party. Oh what? <laughs> okay, tell me about. I haven't actually seen Sausage Party. Not super good. No. Um, he plays like Woody Allen as a bagel. It's like a very like. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i find that very entertaining it is like a pretty funny concept i actually like um i was i watched like a blooper reel of sausage party on youtube and i was like oh and norton's in this movie and then i like heard what he like what his voice sounded like he's an incredible voice actor mm. it's like yeah you would not recognize him the only reason i knew it was him is because i saw his literal face making the words that were coming out of his mouth um which was awesome and that is like a cool story because it's like like that like little storyline of the movie which isn't very good i wouldn't recommend anyone really what's sausage party about it's like the it's like food are woke and not america well yeah i guess americans but like humans are eating food shocking and then they think that they're like going somewhere cool they're like going to like the great beyond but it's actually like they get eaten, and it's like, well, oh no! Like it, I, that'd be like good for a short. It really doesn't sustain a whole movie, which is like whatever. Um, but Ed Norton um, plays like an American, like New York Jew, and then this guy I didn't really care who it was played like an is like an Israel, like a like a like a true like bl- like blood in the land kind of Jew and like how they're like you're not like really Jewish like you're not really Jewish and that's like a pretty fun storyline like, throughout the movie um because then in the end they are friends and it's nice it's like oh you spoilers um but yeah it, I wouldn't recommend it don't go see it oh Michael Sarah's in it and he's actually pretty good uh, Seth Rogen's in it it makes me want to watch yeah. it. Oh, no. It makes me want to watch it. Did He's you see funny. that, like, holiday movie they put out? What? Exactly. Oh, whoa, whoa, the, the one uh, about, like, a party in, like, an office party that is a Christmas party? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, I wait, forgot no, about th- that. That might be with the guy from from Andy from The Office. What's his name? I have no idea what that guy's name is. He's Andy from The Office. Uh, he's what also in The Hangover. He's the guy, yeah, the yeah, dentist that. in the in the hangar. What's that guy's name? I, he's like <laughs> Call everywhere. In, tell us. <laughs> he's he's in all these things I like, and I don't know who the guy is. Like that guy's hilarious. Um, what'd you watch? Okay, wait. Actually, before we go into what I watched, I wanted to briefly talk about. You said in uh, in keeping the faith, there wasn't enough Ed Norton. And before we talked about Birdman, the one flaw. <sighs> The single flaw that I see in Birdman, and this is genuinely a thing that as soon as I came out of the theater, I was like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen, but there wasn't enough Edward Norton. And I'm trying to remember if I was obsessed with him yet. I think I really liked him, but I wasn't obsessed yet. And I was just like, you have... You had this gem. Why didn't you work with it? Yeah, especially because his... I was talking to someone about um, that, and, like, apparently that character's, like, basically... Like, loosely based on Ed Norton. Like, kind of like a... Like, not very nice, like, stage actor from New York. (laughs) Um, And, like, they were like, yeah, like, that's based on him. Like, he's kind of, like, not a nice person. And I was like... I don't believe you. No, I don't believe you because he had enough self-awareness to do this role based on him. Like, he knows his flaws, like, he, but he also knows he's good. Like, yeah. he understands his talent and he understands his value and, like, he works in roles that, like, he finds interesting that, like, he wants to be involved in. Like, that's cool. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect that. No, so I really, really respect, like, he went into a role where he wasn't a main character. Mm. He was, like, important, but he wasn't a main character. And he didn't get a lot of screen time. So that is, like... He probably got a lot of money, though. (laughs) Yeah, but that's not fair. (laughs) He deserved more screen time. That's the one flaw that I see in Birdman. I really, really loved Birdman, which I guess I should talk about what Birdman is. Birdman (laughs) Birdman is this movie about... um, this guy, I don't remember his name, um, who Michael used Keaton? to be 
Well, yeah, but his oh, character. Okay. Um, was his character's name also Michael? No, I, feel I, like, I feel like it might have been. Oh, that'd be pretty meta. Yeah, because I think it's supposed to be kind of reflecting his career, which is, ooh. Okay, anyway. So a lot of meta stuff happening. It's about movie. Michael Keaton's character, who used to be really big, a really big movie star, played Birdman, like a superhero, and then his career just kind of died. He, like, no one cared about him anymore. So he decided to m- make a play instead. He was like, well, obviously Hollywood doesn't want me anymore. I'll just make a play. And he's, he does it. And weird, weird stuff happens. Like, from the start, you can tell that something's a little off with uh, the main character. Because he just, like, hears his character Birdman's voice. So he played Birdman. And the himself that plays Birdman keeps coming back to his actual self and telling him, like, to do things. And it's kind of weird. And Ed Norton just plays one of the actors in uh, this main character's play. And he's just, like, arrogant and, like, not nice, but also talented. And, like, he wants to do the best for the show. He, like, keeps wanting to make it as authentic as possible. Um... But yeah, I just think that's a character that could have added a lot to the movie. So instead of just making it all about Michael Keaton and his like dead career and his sorry issues, um, you could have you could have had a little bit more Ed Norton. Like I wouldn't have complained. I would have really praised you. Actually, um, I was I this phrase came into my brain earlier in the episode. I think that like a sprinkle of Ed Norton could be like like so invaluable to every single. Oh movie my god! Ever made. Yeah. It, that's priceless. That's like... <laughs> Dama's face was so serious when she said that. It's just... That's priceless. That's like the thing that every director needs just to Ed. make their movie <laughs> successful. Just like, just a little bit of Ed. Even if you even if you give him a small role, like in Birdman, or like not as much screen time as he deserves, like in Birdman, <laughs> you just get a little bit in there it and your brings it to the next level. Yeah, like it just... It's a whole new experience. Yeah, I can't I can't say anything more than it just makes it so much better. So I think that's important. Uh, I think I want to play a song now, and then we will talk about the movies that I watched because I, I watched some fun, <laughs> fun movies. <laughs> so yeah, we will be back in a moment. Enjoy this for now. Oh, go, pogo, punk. Oh, go, pogo, punk. Oh, go, pogo, punk. Oh, go, pogo, punk. Let's get it. of the gender binary, gender policing, or just want to speak your truth? Join CITR's Gender Empowerment Collective. 
This group of radio makers is all about centering the voices, issues, concerns, and experiences of women-identified, transgender... I went to Volunteer Wednesdays at CITR, and I met the love of my life. We just celebrated our 40th anniversary. Thanks to Volunteer Wednesdays at CITR, I'm now the president of the Vegan Hot Dog Appreciation Society. After going to Volunteer Wednesdays at CITR, I've successfully synthesized the vaccine for two left feet. Now everybody can dance! Thanks to Volunteer Wednesdays at CITR, I'm now nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award. If you want to change your life, come to Volunteer Wednesdays at CITR from 11 to 1 every week. No experience is necessary. Thanks. Thank you, Volunteer Wednesdays. Tired of the gender binary, gender policing, or just want to speak your truth? Join CITR's Gender Empowerment Collective. This group of radio makers is all about centering the voices, issues, concerns, and experiences of women-identified, transgender, intersex, two-spirit, genderqueer, gender nonconforming, non-binary, and gender-fluid folks and allies. Anyone can join, no experience necessary. Like the Gender Empowerment Collective on Facebook or email volunteer at citr.ca. Our show Babe Waves airs Thursdays from 5 to 6 and features music, interviews, events, news, commentary, basically anything we care to talk about. See you then. Friday, January 27th, Nardwa the Human Serviette is opening up the video vault. Come hang out at CITR to see Nardwa play clips from his interviews and talk about his experience working in radio and getting his start at CITR. This event is co-presented by CITR, Discorder and the UBC. And if you've got a burning question for Canada's favourite interviewer, this is your chance to ask it. He's a nasty, nasty guy. He's a liar. Get him out of here. Get him the hell out of here. Get him out of here. Who is this guy? Does he have a name? Does anybody know where he's from? They call me DJ Ray. The Late Night Show is the start of the weekend. Tune in every Saturday mornings from 12.30 a.m. to late, right after the Medicine Show. Email us, show at gmail.com. This concludes our proposal. Thank you for your attention. And we're back. You just listened to Ogopogo Punk by The Evaporators, their new song. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, just back on the real world today. Uh, broadcasting from unceded Musqueam territory on the UBC campus. Uh, today we're talking about Edward Norton. And I have a very fun anecdote about Ogo Pogo. Yes, do it. Um, so for y'all fans of CITR, I'm also on the Discorder Collective. Um, so you'll have heard this. I don't really care. Plug your ears. Get ready for your newbies. Um, so in the movie Strictly Ballroom, the Boz Lerman movie, it's really good. Very fun. Um... But the it's set in Australia, and it's set, it's like a competitive dance ballroom dancing kind of like studio, and a dance in the world is the bogo pogo. Um, and it is a real thing. It's <laughs> so just putting that out there. Thank you. Yeah, and this is a verified story. Um, <laughs> and um, so they're all Australian, and they go bogo pogo all the time <laughs> so when i first heard that song Ogo pogo punk i was like it's the Ogo pogo punk and someone was like okay like thank you <laughs> but that's my little anecdote it's okay i i appreciate it thank you yeah so uh before the break we talked about the movies that dora watched and they were great and i talked about how Edward Norton didn't get enough screen time in Birdman, which is, it's a real problem. It's a contentious <laughs> issue it's in a contemporary real society. <laughs> it just needs to be addressed. So now I'll talk about the movies that I watched. I, starting with, starting with the first movie he ever made, <gasps> Primal Fear. So that's a strong, straight out the gate yeah, movie. Literally, that was the first movie he ever made, which I think is crazy. Like, yeah. this, his debut is in Primal Fear. Now, for those who do not know what Primal Fear is, it's a movie uh, from, like, the late 90s. Um, yeah, about... I was born in 1996. <laughs> yeah. Um, the greatest year of all time. <laughs> when Ed came into cinema. Also, the same year that I Believe I Can Fly and Space Jam were released. I think 1996 was a great year. 
Thanks. Yeah. I'm like very proud of my birth year. Sorry. I'm so glad. I think everyone is, but I'm like, yeah. Mm, this, I think just the fact that <laughs> Ed Norton made his film debut is like, th- that's all you need to be happy about your birthday. Like, Thanks. Yeah. Um, birth year, not birth date, whatever. I like my birthday too. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thanks, glad. <laughs> so Primal Fear is like about this murder that happens someone kills the archbishop of something um and they think that ed norton's character this guy called um aaron did it because he's like covered in blood and running away from the scene as soon as it happens so he gets arrested and the whole movie is about his trial where richard Gere uh plays his lawyer and it's like it's supposed to be about richard Gere, like That's what it's about, you know? It's about him and, like, getting the trial happening and they think... uh, Lawyering. Yeah, yeah, the lawyer thinks that Ed Norton is not guilty. But all the evidence seems to prove that Ed Norton is guilty. So what do you do? Um, Now, I'd just like to, like, put this out there. This was Edward Norton's first movie and he got what is almost a leading role. Like... It's a very important role to have. He wasn't the main character because that was that was gear. Like he was around longer, mm-hmm. but like it's still a really important role. He yeah. plays the guy that is constantly there. And just strictly speaking about his performance, uh, he Aaron Stampler, the guy that he plays, is this dude from like Tennessee has a super strong Tennessee accent, um, and he stutters a lot. But it's like... Swoon. Yeah, this is like your first... The first time that you go on screen, not only do you get a fantastic role, but you play it beautifully. Like, how can you get accents down, like, so quickly? And then, like, the stammering and the stuttering isn't excessive. I don't think it... Like, he really sold me on that. Like, sir... Whatever. Uh, I don't know how to do it the way that he did it. I'm not Ed Norton, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> All I want is to be Ed Norton, but I can't. I can't. It's really sad. Um, All I want is Ed Norton. Yeah, that's all I need in my life. Um, But yeah, and then just another thing to point out, like, I think he's great. I think he's great in this movie. Like, he he shows such diversity just within this one movie. Like, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but his diversity comes off just in this one movie. Like, he doesn't just play... A little innocent kid that's like stammering and like not sure what to do with his life. Um, and I'm not the only one that thinks he's great because he got nominated for an Academy Award, like for Best Supporting Actor in his first Straight ever movie. Straight out the gate. In his first ever movie, this boy was nominated. He didn't win, which is like not surprising because it's his first role. Yeah. But who does that? Who, like, immediately starting their acting career doesn't go to any like indie films first no the first one they do they're co-starring with richard Gere in like a fantastic movie and then you get nominated for an oscar like that's crazy to me that's something i i can't i can't deal with it he also got a bunch of awards that are a bit smaller for this role but i just think it's crazy to think that this guy got nominated for an oscar in his first movie so yeah, uh, Primal Fear isn't the type of movie I, genu- I generally like. Like, it's a lawyer movie. It's about what happens in court. And, like, one of my issues with those types of movies is that, like, that's not how court actually works. Like, you can't just call up witnesses and stuff. And then, but they try to say in the movie that you can. And it's like, I know lawyers. Like, that's that's not how it works. But, I mean, Ed was in it, so <laughs> it's just completely salvaged. Plus, I really like Richard Gere. Like, he, he doesn't have the same diversity that Ed does, but I do I do like him. And he only gets more attractive with age, so it's like... Je agree. Something, something to watch out for. So yeah, I was like pretty proud of myself for watching Primal Fear, because it's just like... I obviously have looked at Ed Norton's filmography <laughs> various, various times, and I had heard about Primal Fear being like a movie that he was very good in but I had often stopped myself from watching it purely because like oh he probably plays a small character I don't want to waste my time with (laughs) a a movie that Ed isn't very much involved in it's like no he he's there all the time you get so much Ed screen time it's crazy 
Edward Norton is a Yale graduate? What? He majored in history. He's been interested in acting since he was eight when he would ask his drama teacher what his motivation was. And he was, he had like a few, um, like works like on the stage before stealing primal fear from Leo DiCaprio, who was the hottest thing in the 90s. I'm so glad. This is insane. This man is perfect. This man has no flaws. I just... How do you how do you oh birth someone like this? I don't know. I just <laughs> how can I do it? I don't know. I just feel like a light shone down, and then suddenly Edward Norton appeared. Also, fun fact about Ed Norton: I googled this. Um, he's one point eight three meters tall, which is a clean, smooth six feet. That's so good. I know. I'm telling you, he's perfect. He's everything so about him is perfect. He just I don't, I can't help myself. He's, he's just great. Um, and yeah, honestly, watching Primal Fear just made me love him more. Like, if you start off a career taking Leo DiCaprio's role and getting nominated for an and Oscar. imagine Leo DiCaprio. He would have been so bad. <laughs> he would have been so bad in that movie, especially in the 90s. Honestly, honestly. Like, I, Dang. I like Leo, but definitely, like, no one could have played this better than Ed yeah. did. No one could have played this better than he did. And, yeah, I was really impressed. I think, like, my favorite my favorite part about it is in the opening credits, you just, like, kind of pan through the choir of the church of the bishop that gets murdered. And then you just kind of, like, see Ed just, like, he's he doesn't seem very important. He's just, like, an anonymous choir boy. And the people that were watching this in 1996 like he was just an anonymous choir boy no one yeah. would have guessed like oh look there's there's ed norton yeah no, he was not important and i just immediately as soon as he, they pan over him i'm like oh my god it's ed. It's, it's ed. ed but i just think it's amazing that like i don't know he wasn't a big deal and then this movie just immediately put him on the map like he just immediately put himself on the map yeah and like um, him coming him like being so amazing in this movie like same year everyone says i loved you a big woody allen movie he was the cast in wait, like who does that like the second movie you ever do is a woody allen movie like it's whack that i just don't understand how this man he's a star He's just a shining he's a star, and he's so smart. <laughs> he's just a beacon of good. Is all. <laughs> that's all I know. The second coming of Christ, Ed Norton. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I would not be surprised. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, what else did you watch? Okay, I also watched Death to Smoochie. Can I just say, <laughs> listeners, you're welcome. I said I like was looking through movies and I found this and I was like, Dama needs to watch this. <laughs> Dama will love this movie. Oh sent it, sent it her way. Oh my god. Okay, so like a lot of a lot of Ed Norton movies are somewhat comedic. Like this is a this is a fact. Like Wes Anderson doesn't do super serious movies. Like he's done a lot of things that are pretty light. Like he did Sausage Party. Come on. Um, but death get a grip, people. <laughs> but death to Smoochie is something else. <laughs> it's just I don't know how to how to explain the experience that I had watching this movie. So basically, uh, it's about children's television and a TV show, which we start off by finding out that this man, who Robin Williams plays, uh, Randolph, he has a, uh, not a radio show, that's us, um, <laughs> a, TV, a kid's TV show. And so can you, put the CATR, <laughs> 101.fm for more info. Woo! <laughs> no, so he has this show called Rainbow Randolph, and in it he just like dances and sings uh, with kids, and it's a very, very successful children's TV show. But it turns out he's super corrupt, and he's like taking money to put certain kids on the show, and the FBI finds out. The FBI, I don't know if it's, it's not that important, it shouldn't be the FBI. Um, whatever. <laughs> he gets, he gets found out, and obviously gets fired, everyone hates him now. But this TV broadcaster like they need someone to fill rainbow randolph's slot because that slot is where all the money comes in and they need someone like right here right now and for some reason like the first person they can think of is edward norton's character i don't remember what his actual name is other than smoochie (laughs) i think his real name is smoochie i think it's sheldon 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 mopes so they approach sheldon mopes who is just this guy that goes around hospitals dressed up like 
a rhino yeah it's a rhino yeah. not a hippo uh dressed up like a rhino like playing music and making the sick people happy and uh, <laughs> classic ed move that's what i was gonna say it's exactly edward norton he just does movies and makes people happy but yeah smoochie happy. <laughs> he's thinking how can i make dama crush the happiest girl right now exactly <laughs> what can i make um so yeah the character himself uh apart from smoochie like sheldon is just a super idealistic guy all he wants is to like make the children happy and make them healthy so he always sings about like healthy habits and how to have a good diet and how to be good to people and get along with your stepdad it's like he is the character is just so pure in all that he does he's just like trying to make the world a better place through his rhino and this TV person approaches him and is like, do you want to be super famous? And he's like, I want to spread my message to all the kids. I'm so glad that you want me. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. So they just make him into this huge TV celebrity person. Immediately, everyone loves him. Because who wouldn't? Yeah. It's Ed Norton in a giant purple rhino suit with a guitar singing about like eating your veggies he's just the the best i want to see that now <laughs> the best person the best thing so this tv show goes huge and rainbow randolph is not having it rainbow randolph is like i need to get my slot back so he just does everything to sabotage um smoochie's career and that's why it's called death to smoochie like randolph tries so many things to get smoochie off the air and meanwhile like this is a pretty silly movie it's about two tv kid tv personalities like fighting it out but there's still like a very interesting serious subplot that goes on with just like smoochie trying to deal with his new fame and trying to like stay pure because the tv people only want to like sell merchandise and get rich and ed is like no i don't i don't want to steal people's money i want to make them healthy so he just decides he tries to turn the whole industry around and make everything like pure and good for the children while so many forces that are greater than him are trying to be like, no, you're going to make us money, like, do a nice show, sign autographs, do this thing. Um, so, yeah, it's just, like, it's so interesting. Like, it's a silly movie, but it still has so much depth to it. It's just something you, like, wouldn't expect out of a movie like this, especially when you watch the trailer. Like, Dora sent me the trailer, and it's just like, this doesn't sound like you're going to get anything out of yeah. it. It's just... It's just so silly. It's such a ridiculous concept. Just these two TV personalities trying Children to destroy TV each other. Yeah, yeah. It's just like not Rainbow Randolph and Smoochie. Smoochie the Rhino. Like <laughs> it's just it's so not serious, but it has such a deep subplot and like the things that the character goes through. Oh my god. That only Ed could really pull out of the hat. It's true. Um my favorite part of that trailer is um Ed Norton's like talking to this guy and the guy hands him a gun and he's like, <laughs> "What?" and he's like, "In this business, you're going to need it." And Ed Norton's This business like kids TV. Yeah, and Ed it's like, yeah. His face is like like at first it's like confused and then it's like steeled. Like it's like Yes, like <laughs> which is funny because like he's anti guns. He's like anti anything that is dangerous or corrupt Horrible. in any way. Um, so he's just like, oh yeah, I guess this is a thing I need yeah. now. It was just so it was. It's really funny and like yeah, it has it gives you some insight onto like the corruption that goes on in some like entertainment industries, which I thought was really interesting. Just in itself but mostly you're there to watch edward norton in a rhino suit get pummeled by robin williams which you know what i would pay to see no yeah exactly like you can't really go wrong with this movie you have ed norton you have robin williams you make them wear funny outfits and fight like there's (laughs) how can you not make millions uh but yeah i had never ever heard of this movie in my life yeah and Danny DeVito is the director. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think that is just, it works. It really, really works. What a cast. Yeah. It's just, I can't believe that I hadn't heard about this movie before with just like my obsession. It's something like I never could have imagined Ed Norton in, 
but as soon as I see him it in it, it's so like, of sense. course, of course he's in this. Like, why wouldn't Ed Norton be in this movie? It's perfect. Um, but that's what I think is so good about him. Like, you can't really predict what he's going to do next. But once he does it, you're like, yes, like nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Didn't know I needed it. Now I can't live without it. Exactly. It's exactly what you didn't know you needed. Um, but he's yeah. so gorgeous. I really, really love I really love him, and I really, really liked Death to Smoochie. Like, a lot more than Primal Fear. <laughs> Death to Smoochie's just, it was hilarious, and it was moving, and <laughs> all... It hit all the spots. Exactly. Checked all the boxes. It was great. Um, Which is what Ed does. Yeah, that's what he does. He just makes things great all the time, just consistently. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all I have to say about my movies. But just, like, Ed in general, I just... I don't know. I don't know how to say anything else about it. Yeah, I feel like we just keep being like he's amazing, and I, like no matter how many times you say it, until you see how diverse his films are and how amazing he is in all of them, you're like you're gonna you're not gonna really absorb it. Like we can be yelling at you about how amazing he is for months, yeah. But until you actually like experience it, you can't fully comprehend. Yeah. Like, it's not an accident we both love Ed Norton. No, 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 it's just once you watch enough Ed Norton movies, you can't come to any other conclusion other than he's great. He's a genius. Because there's not really much else to it. Like, if you can go from playing this neo-Nazi who tries to, like, change himself and get his brother back on track in American History X to uh, Moonrise Kingdom, where he's d- just a scout leader who is a goody-two-shoes, like, trying to make things happen and failing like organized children and just like <laughs> yeah, not being and good just at it. failing all the time like he he has this immense diversity and he is good at all of it yeah. like regardless of whether the movie is good or bad like i'm i'm sure he has movies where he's bad uh, not he's bad where the movie is bad <laughs> i was like how dare yeah. you <laughs> but what i was gonna say is like exactly there's he never fails to deliver he always just acts flawlessly. And it's just something like no other actor has made me feel like this, honestly. Like, I've seen some actors have bad performances. But so Never far, had. in everything that I've watched, like, I just haven't seen him do anything bad, which is crazy. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. I want to send this episode to like Ed Norton's pub like publicity team and Can be like, please? "You guys are doing a great job." Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna find You're a welcome. way to get Pay this us. to Ed. I'm gonna find a way to get this to Ed. It has to happen. It just has to. Um. So I guess we have a song. Yeah, yeah. We have a song, and yeah, we're basically done. And we just wanted to say thank you for joining us today in our gushing over Edward Norton. It was really, really good. <laughs> I it, loved it felt nice. It <laughs> felt like the best thing I've ever done. I just couldn't stop smiling. At one point during the break, Dora was like, Dama, are you okay? You're like tearing up. And I'm like, I'm just so happy. <laughs> I'm just so happy to be doing this. I had a lot of fun with like preparing for this episode. So yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. And hey, shout, shout out, out to Jim Belushi. And now we're going to have a song, so it's going to be good. <laughs> so stick around. It's going to be so much fun. Just let me load it up What here. song is it? Okay, well, the song that we are going to listen to is called Through My Fingers by the Steve Adamick Band. And it's like just their LP called Graceland. And they're really, really good. So nice. I'm super into them right now. Uh, cool. So yeah, have a great weekend. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>